Hi, welcome to the Minority Money Podcast with our dad, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, the best dad in the whole world. You know why we think he's the best? Because he teaches us stuff, good stuff about life and money. We know you will love him as much as we do. So, so let's, let's get, get on, on with the, the show. show. Welcome to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, founder and president of Gen Next Wealth, a fee-only and financial advising firm located in the Central Valley of California. Today, we're getting the year started off with our whole, this entire month of January, we will be talking about fitness and health, and we are going to hit the ground running today. We are going to be joined by John Gaines, also known by Gaines by Gaines, uh, a little play on words with his name there. And so I wanted to jump right in. John, thanks for coming and joining us today. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So John is from a small town just like myself. And today we're going to talk a little bit about fitness, talking about what he does. And we wanted to start off 2020 with this fitness and health mix. We know that the beginning of the year, people are really, really trying to make some changes. And John is going to help us today focus on how to stay committed on those fitness goals for the entire year of 2020, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times people come in, January starts out with everybody has all these, you know, hopes, ambitions, and dreams. By the time we get to February, Valentine's Day is around, it's gone. Then next thing you know, March, ain't nobody at the gym anymore. So today I hope John can help us with that. And I hope you guys are excited as I am to have him on. And without further ado, John, if, if you don't mind, can you give us a little bit of a little bit of your background, John? Yes, yes. You know, like you said, gains by gains. That is my real last name. I get that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. Fitness has been a huge part of my life. I've been an athlete, you know, my entire life. So from nine years old playing organized sports all the way till about 25, you know. Mm-hmm. athletics kind of consumed my life so mm-hmm. fitness goes hand in hand with that so it was a natural progression to make it you know a career after mm-hmm. you played a little bit of college football right mm-hmm. yeah okay. I played a little college football mm-hmm. bounced around a little bit ended up at a school in Oklahoma called ECU mm-hmm. actually played a year in Canada as well so got okay professional football in Canada which was great you know kind of transferred to the big city moved to LA and been establishing myself here and that's when I really got into the fitness industry that's what's up. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know you played in uh, the Canadian Football League. That's what's up. I, okay. So then fit, you're no stranger to fitness. This is something that you've lived, breathed, ate, slept. This is just what you do, right? Right. Correct. So tell us a little bit about the, like, now training as an athlete is a little bit different than training as just like a regular person, right? You know, for me, it's really not. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why is because there's so many you know, different values and disciplines that you learn in athletics that can definitely transfer to the everyday person. So whether you played athletics at some point in your life or, you know, you've just always been curious, you know, I try and bring those same values that I had in sports to my clients. So I feel like everything still applies. You know, it's the discipline, it's the hard work, it's the effort, the teamwork, you know, it's me and you working together to get to your common goal or whether you have a workout partner or whatever the case may be. So it's definitely still a lot of the same things in sports and just the regular person. Absolutely. And, and I think you're, you're spot on with that, right? If you have disciplines in one area of your life, those disciplines will translate into other areas of your life. And exactly. so you're, you're spot on with that. So like my big question to you today 
is how to stay committed, right? How to stay committed throughout the whole year. So how have you been able to be so consistent with your with your own personal stuff? And, and what are some of the things that you do with your, your clients to help them stay consistent? Um, I think the biggest thing is, is creating those habits. Mm-hmm. It's good to set goals, small goals that are obtainable, but then also larger scale goals to keep you motivated. And a big thing is just create the habit. So things that you consistently do, you're constantly chipping away at those goals and getting closer. Mm-hmm. So show up, you know, mm-hmm. show up is, is the biggest thing. It can be a little discouraging at first because, you know, the gyms are crazy this first month <laughs> and first two months, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to get in. But as those people trickle off, the ones that stick to it are the ones that are ultimately going to get to where they want to be. So now when, when you're saying just show up, is there, is there any like, what's your, let's talk about, I, I like talking about routine. So let's talk about your daily routine. Like when you're getting up, cause you, you work out, I mean, how, how many days a week are you working out? Uh, for me now, I work out six days a week. Okay. So six, yeah, at six least, days. yeah. Sometimes seven, I try to give my body just a chance to rest. Mm-hmm. And make sure I get that one day in. Like I said about those habits and creating those routines, you know, it's a part of my life now. Mm-hmm. So if I don't work out, it feels more awkward, you know, than to work out every day. Fun fact, if you do something for, I believe it was like 180 days. I want to say it was 180 days. I read this, that you become addicted to that activity, whatever it is. It takes about six months and you will become addicted. So like, take us through, and, and the reason why I'm asking this is because I, th- I talk about habits a lot. I talk about mm-hmm. how to build those habits and I go into like what I do, but I- I'd like to hear what you do on a daily basis. And I'm saying like, you know, from the time you wake up, cause I know you used to do these videos where you talk about waking up in the morning, getting up while it was still dark. And yeah. so kind of take the listeners through this. Cause I, I want the listeners to-, to really get to know, get to know you, John, cause I think you have, some incredible, you have some great insight that is going to be able to help people. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that we get to exhaust you as a resource while we have you here on the show. Yeah, for sure. So my day starts at about 445 every morning. Mm-hmm. A big thing with that is that, you know, I capitalize on a lot of time early in the day, you know, like by noon, I've gotten so much done mm-hmm. and other people that are waking up at nine, 10 o'clock or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I wake up at 4.45. For me, I pop up, you mm-hmm. know, adrenaline. I just, I'm going as soon as I wake up. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just preparing myself to be able to bring that energy to, you know, my clients. I usually have my first client at 6 a.m. So, you know, it gives me time to get up, get going. Sometimes I'll, I'll knock out about 30 minutes of cardio before my first client mm-hmm. just to kind of get me in that mindset as well of, you know, knowing that I'm, I'm getting myself better, but also preparing to get them better as well. So it's, it's definitely mutually beneficial because they motivate me the same way that I motivate them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I go through my first couple of clients, usually at about six. I'll have a 6 a.m. and a 7 a.m. And then I'll always give myself a little gap because then I'll work out for mm-hmm. about an hour, about 8 a.m. And then I'll have three or four more clients to run through there. My middays are usually pretty open just because of other things that I do. You know, I go on auditions and castings and things as well because I, I do model. Mm-hmm. as well and then I'll usually get another workout in sometime mm-hmm. in the afternoon mm-hmm. I run a group classes in the evening so mm-hmm. I have a, a you know a boot camp that I run with my partner Omar Bolden who's a former Super Bowl champ so mm-hmm. we're both bringing you know these you know that athletic energy you know mm-hmm. what I mean to mm-hmm. to a group of people so I do that and you know then it's kind of come down 
I mean, come home after that and, and you know, I'm preparing for the next day. Mm-hmm. So, so the, before you even like, so you're waking up at four 45, you know, you got your routine. I'm sure you have whatever, get up, drink some water, do yeah. whatever, and then, you know, get your bearings, do anything like that. And, and for a person that's just starting to work out or for a person that may have been worked out sometimes finds themselves finding, you know, looking like, oh, man, I don't I don't want to go to the gym or getting discouraged because they're not receiving the results or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice do you have for those? Like, like, how are you encouraging your clients to continue to stay consistent? Like, I- Well, one thing I'm very big on, you know, whether you're a client of mine or just somebody that follows me or whatever is, is eliminating excuses. Mm. So I like to put content out that can be done anywhere like as far as workouts i like Mm -hmm. to create content using minimal equipment and you know just maximum effort so a short Mm -hmm. amount of time you know 20 minute workouts 30 minute workouts whatever it is because you know you're going to make time for what you want so whether you do go to the gym and hustle and bustle with all those people but if you're discouraged by that i want to give you an opportunity to be able to just work right at home whether it's just with the mini band or you got one dumbbell you can pick up a jug of water it don't matter what it is Mm-hmm. It's about you wanting that and putting the effort forward because I don't care who you are. You got 30 minutes in your day. Yeah. I mean, you got 10 minutes and, mm-hmm. and you know, those short 10 minute workouts are going to add up over time. It's just about building those habits and being consistent. I think you said something that was, well, not think, but you said something that was very powerful right there. It's like, it's not the, you know, cause people feel like they got to go to the gym and I got to work out for two hours, three hours. And, and, and you're saying get 20 minutes in get that heart rate up, right? Definitely, definitely. You can burn a lot of calories in 20 minutes if you're working. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and that's something that I like to represent myself. A lot of times I hop in my clients' workouts just to show them, you know, one thing that, that I'm big on is I'm not going to put you through anything that I wouldn't do myself. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem showing you what it takes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and a big thing I preach is effort. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, it doesn't matter what the workout is. We could do squats, one movement for 10 minutes. And I'm going to be just as whooped as you because I'm giving my best effort and you're giving yours. So mm-hmm. it's not about being discouraged about the person that looks like they're better or further along in their journey because, you know, there's struggles no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, workouts are hard for me just like they are for you because I give that effort. Mm-hmm. Like when you're saying that, it all makes sense. It's just super simple, right? You need to give maximum effort when you're in your workout for however long it has to be. But I think a lot of times when you're out here, and you hear, you know, so many talking heads, especially in the finance or in the not finance, but in the fitness profession, like, you know, you need to do this workout and you need to have this meal plan. You need to take this, the fitness industry and, and people in general. Right. We're, we're pretty we're, we want results now. We right. want everything really, really quick. Definitely. And so how do you like steer like as a you know, because some people are going to listen and say, well, I don't want a personal trainer. OK, that's great. Good for you. Um, mm-hmm. but some people are going to listen and say they won't want. Yeah. Right. For me, you know, my mentality is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not for everybody mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Not everybody needs a personal trainer, but at the end of the day, one thing, like I said about that effort, I always tell my clients, I said, listen, I know you're hurting right now. I said, all I want is your best effort. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. As long as you're giving your best. But the only thing is that I can't measure that. Mm-hmm. Only you can. Mm-hmm. So after this workout, when you're on your way home, whatever, you're thinking like, man, I could have did a little extra whatever. That's what I'm trying to put in their head. Yeah. And then it's the time away that's going to make the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, a big thing in the fitness industry is people put out these six-week programs and these 30-minute workouts or whatever and trying to tell you that you're going to look like them. Mm-hmm. 
It's not the case. Mm -hmm. Somebody's always doing more than what they're showing you. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, these habits have to translate to the next level as well because you have to be working out on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, so if it's an off day, I usually have my clients doing cardio, whether it's walk around your block. You know, I got, you know, some clients who are moms and say, well, push your kid around the block, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. You have to continue to keep moving mm -hmm. because if you're only working out when you're with me, it's not enough. Okay. You know, that hour that we get in a day, I'm trying to help you build habits so you can continue to do it on your own. Another thing, too, is, you know, at the end of the day, it's an investment. I understand that as well. And, and you know, that investment you're making in yourself, why waste your time or your money? You know, put the effort in and, and let's work. Yeah. You know, I feel like you shouldn't need a trainer for more than, you know, maybe three months. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, if I haven't prepared you enough to, you know, continue on your own, then I didn't do my job well. Mm -hmm. If you stay, it's because of something that I'm giving you or you like me. You mm -hmm. know, I get that. Mm -hmm. But I'm helping you build a foundation to be able to continue this, you know, far beyond me. That may, that, that, see, and, and I don't think that people think of it that way. They think of it almost as, you know, I got to stay, I got to stay with John for, for this whole, you know, this whole year. But if you're giving them the, the building blocks that they can have, then you can do some programming for them, right? Now it's just like, okay, I've been doing yeah. these. Now let's, can you put together a program for me? Right, exactly. You know, and, and sometimes it just comes down to someone can no longer afford a personal trainer mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, it's finding cheaper options or whatever it is, but you've developed the habits to where you can continue to go. Like, this is a routine now. This is a part of your day. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love when a client texts me and, and say like, you know, oh, I worked out today. I did this on my own. I'm on vacation and I still worked out. That lets me know that I put something in them mm -hmm. that they want to be better. Yep. Makes sense. Makes total sense. So you work out with someone for one hour a day. Mm -hmm. How do you can, how do you help them with those other 23 hours? Cause, cause it's not the, cause, cause what I'll say speaking from my experience, I go to the gym. I'm have no problem. I go to the gym five days a week, sometimes six days a week and mm -hmm. get my workout in and, Give give good effort. You know, what I mean, some days, you know, you know how it is. You don't have great workouts every time you step into right, the gym. Of course, of course. But what happens in those other twenty three hours if you got some results that you try to get and you're not happy with what you're getting? What what do you tell your clients about those other twenty three hours that they're not with you? I think that that comes with the time. Mm -hmm. So, like, if a client, you know, we've been going for a while and the results aren't coming as fast, then that's when you say, okay, well, let's map out your day. You know what I mean? Like. Because at the beginning, they're thinking that they're about to get these results right away anyway. Mm -hmm. you know? I'm like, all right, cool. Well, you're not where you want to be or where you plan to be after this first month. Okay, what are you doing outside of here? Mm -hmm. You know, how your eating habits, like everything is tied in together um, just as far as to make progress in general. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's a lifestyle change. But, you know, we're looking for long-term results and, and habits that are going to carry you you know, far beyond just the gym. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. And and so, cause I've been dabbling in a few different things. I don't like to do the whole fad diet thing, but there's elements mm -hmm. from everyone that I'll, I'll really kind of, kind of get into my diet. So I'll do, Definitely. I think I've done, I've done keto, which, you know, I like some parts of it. Some parts I don't, mm -hmm. I've done a plant-based diet, which was, which was really interesting especially when you're going shopping for the plant-based diet. Cause yeah. <laughs> once you go plant-based, you know, no cheese, no dairy, no dairy. Right. Like really is like, Whoa, you know, but I mean, I journal and so I can document how, how my body feels after yeah, I've been great. on these diets, you that's know, great. Yeah. and just kind of talk, you know, kind of listen to my body. 
Like, cause I don't think we do that enough. Like everybody gonna tell you what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And especially with what you're putting in your body. You know, there, there's no one size fits all or one diet that's for everybody. I don't mm-hmm. believe that. Mm-hmm. I do believe that's very important to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. You have to learn what's going to be best for you because you could be on the exact same diet as the person next to you and they're killing it and mm-hmm. it's not doing the same for you. Your body might not respond the same. Mm-hmm. So fitness in general is a lot of trial and error. You know what I mean? And you just have to be able to withstand the error. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to make those mistakes and find the solution or continue to try Mm -hmm. until you figure out what's what's best for you you know it's about working smarter not harder so once you find that you know those different whether it's a 30 minute workout works for you and somebody else might be in there for two hours Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's about learning your body Mm -hmm. absolutely and and what would you say about because it's interesting that you said the trial and error because I, i i hear people and i think they don't come into looking at making dietary changes as a as a trial and error but i think you know even in even in the the amount of time we're spending right we spend one hour at the gym we spend the other 23 hours doing whatever we're going to do you know you got eight mm-hmm. hours of sleep seven hours of sleep six hours however much you get but that still leaves you with you know 17 hours 16 hours to get something in and so when you're talking about trial and error i think that when we come into the fitness realm since it worked for since it worked for you know bob over there or work for Karen over there. It, it got to work mm-hmm. for me. They did keto and lost, you know, 25 pounds in two days. So I got to <laughs> right. get on keto right now, you know? Right, exactly. And, and that's the problem with, you know, just kind of the industry in general, because that's what's being preached. You know, everything, like, we want instant gratification, no matter what. Like, that's just us as Americans and just people in general. Mm-hmm. So if you tell me I could lose 10 pounds by taking your little pill, mm-hmm. bet. Yeah. I got something coming up. I need these 10 pounds gone. Facts. You know, Facts. It's, it, it, you know it's, it's almost summer, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. So people are always going to look for a quick fix, which is cool. A lot of times some of that stuff works. But then what happens is you end up twice as bad after, mm-hmm. you know, you go on this 30 days and, and, you know, you're killing it. Everything is perfect. You don't cut out everything that you like. <laughs> and, and then what happens? You get a little taste. You come back. Mm-hmm. You don't put on 30 more pounds. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more along the lines of, like you said, documenting. And then also, you know, it's okay to try the different diets and mm-hmm. pull something from each that's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. But learning what works for you and continuing that trial and error instead of just going all in cold turkey bow. You do this. And then you fall off and it's over. Yeah. And, and I think that happens more times than anything else. Like you go in and I had a chef Lauren will be on in a couple of weeks and she's a she's a personal chef. And she was talking about, you know, she goes into someone's house and she's getting them ready to you know, make some dietary changes. But she said, I don't mm-hmm. throw anything away that they have in the house. She said, I let them, you know, one, we don't want to waste food. But two, right. you need to have a transition. Exactly. That's that's the part that people are missing, Mm -hmm. that transition, that time to wean you off of stuff or even to find substitution. You know, at the end of the day, you're trying to cut your overall calories, whether they're small places here and there, it's going to add up. Mm -hmm. But for you to just say, all I'm doing is eating kale and spinach Mm -hmm. for a month. Yeah, you're going to lose weight. You're not going to do that the rest of your life. It's about what can you sustain? What can you continually do? And, and that's my job, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, as mm-hmm. a trainer is figuring out what I can get you to commit to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I have you sprint on the treadmill for 30 minutes 
for a month and you hate running, mm-hmm. it's pointless. Yeah. You're not about to run on your own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. <laughs> as soon as we done and you do not train with me no more, that's it. Yeah. No more running. I, you know what? I didn't even think about it that way. Like even in the workouts, right? Like if you have the type of workouts that are going to involve a lot of cardio and that's running. I mean, because running ain't the only way to do cardio, right? You can do right. cardio. No, not at all. Not at all. And that's what I really like is finding creative ways to, you know, get my clients the results that they want, mm-hmm. but also making sure it's things that they like. So I ask questions like that, like, you know, maybe we've ran a couple of times and I'll just, you know, randomly throwing like, hey, do you mind running? Like, is this something, are you okay with this? Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times in the fitness industry, especially like big trainers, they'll, it's kind of an ego trip. Like, this is what I do, you know, and you're going to do what I, I say, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it has to go both ways. Mm-hmm. there has to be that dialogue just to figure out, make sure that that's what they want to do. Yeah. You know, I like to ask my clients if they've ever played a sport Mm -hmm. or if they like watching sports. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I might throw in a little basketball drill randomly just because I know you like it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't got to be a a superstar, but I'm going to throw it in because now you're getting more cardio in on something that you enjoy. We're burning more calories. You're moving and not even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. That's good. Can you talk about, you know, I was thinking about this and I think about, you know, I'm on I'm on IG. You catch them on Twitter. You see them on Facebook. And, and I'm not going to say fake fitness professionals. But what are some mm-hmm. of the things like, you know, if I'm, <laughs> before, before I go send this guy or girl all this money to get me to look like them in the next, you know, four weeks because they got it all figured out. Right. I mean, what's what are some of the things that that, that people and this is without throwing any shade to anybody. I mean, we're no, not no, talking no, about of course, just, of course. Just, you know, what, what kind of things do you, do you look out for or have your clients look out for when they're looking for someone to help them? Well, I think we kind of touched on it earlier as well. Just kind of that quick fix that everyone is looking for. You know, that's like people hit me up all the time and say things like, you know, oh, I want to get a big chest or I'm trying to look like you. Like I need six weeks. Mm-hmm. I have no problem replying with, listen, I've been doing this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. If I could make you look like me in six weeks, you know, I would have been here. Like, you know, it's not going to be easy. And I don't sell that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I sell progress. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's very important to celebrate progress, you know, no matter how small it is, but to know that you were better than you were. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to touch on the the fake professionals, I don't knock anyone's hustle. Yeah. You know, get your bag. And especially if you're actually helping people, it's a lot of people that, you know, are just using generic stuff, but if someone is following you and they're getting the results from it, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that makes you fake in the fitness industry is putting out bad content mm-hmm. and like false information, you know, as far as even just different exercises, doing them incorrectly mm-hmm. or not being able to help someone do it the right way. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes you fake. But as far as making money, you know, people are going to be inspired by your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're the one that got them moving, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can make money doing it, whatever. I, I don't knock that at all. But, you know, the fact that you don't work out at all mm-hmm. and you've gotten surgery or you've, you know, done this, yeah. which is common <laughs> as well. And all of a sudden you're a fitness professional. Mm-hmm. That's when, you know, it, it gets a little, you know, too fake for me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even, I, I mean, especially because you out in L.A. I'm still out here in Madera, so we ain't getting, you know, we, we yeah, have, yeah, we right, have some, right. pe- some people out here in the Valley doing some body 
I don't know if you call it contouring or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, no, the enhancements is definitely on another level in LA. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, out here in the valley. And I think, you know, not even just from the female perspective, like the males too, like steroids is very big in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And so like for some people to, you know, try and get me to aspire to look like you and you couldn't get there without those enhancements, it's not right. Don't tell me I could get there yeah. and I'm never going to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, it's a lot of unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. I think it's just all about how you market. And, and I think you can make your, your money by being honest. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's been people as of late as well. You know, it's been coming a more common in the fitness industry where they're saying, you know, I did steroids. This mm-hmm. is what I did. If you're going to do it, you need to do it a safe way. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. I think being honest just, you know, is the main thing. Nothing wrong with that. When it comes to training, like the group training versus the one-on-one, now I've seen a lot of people do group training and I've seen one-on-one. Can you mm-hmm. talk to us about the, the, the difference or the effectiveness of each? Uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend if you have a problem with going to the gym, you know, like being around all those people, like I said, especially at the beginning of the year when it's pretty crazy, I, I highly recommend group training. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've implemented in my own stuff. But also I do group training, you know, I coach people in group training. Mm-hmm. So what it does is you're just surrounded by people who are working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just being in that environment is automatically going to push you to do more. Like when it comes to like even from a cardio perspective, if I don't want to run, I don't feel like doing this. I'll go to a class mm-hmm. and I may be feeling down or don't really want to work. But Susie over there, 65 years old, getting mm-hmm. busy in the mm-hmm. corner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what do I look like not working? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So there's definitely motivation in that. And oftentimes with these group classes, when you find good ones, people are consistent. They mm-hmm. go all the time. So you build a sense of community and, and you find friends that are, you know, trying to look for goals as well. So it's a great place to find workout partners and just build those friendships and be motivated mm-hmm. to do the group thing. If you're just not comfortable with your body or how you move or, you know, you just don't feel like you're able to perform, you know, things properly, that's when I would recommend going more one-on-one. Or if you feel like you've hit a plateau, you've been working out and you just need those small details, the extra things, that's when you get a trainer, things like that. So there's huge benefits to both. Mm -hmm. Group training is obviously a a, a lot cheaper. Mm -hmm. So it's an option for a lot of people to just get started sooner and then, you know, kind of help get you moving. And then you can get a, a trainer afterwards, you know. Yep. So it's it's just you can go either way. You really can't lose mm-hmm. unless I, you got a bad trainer. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, unless, 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 yeah, unless unless they're out there being fake. But that right, makes a lot right. of sense. Like I've been in I've been in group trainings. Now that you're saying that, and I've seen that older person in the room getting it, push, giving maximum effort to use right. your own words, giving more effort than what I'm giving, and it, it challenges you, right? Especially, exactly. if you're, especially if you're a competitive person. Like I think group training is, is good, especially if you're competitive, even though you're not going in there to compete with other people, you compete against yourself. I think that's how you get your best results. And mm-hmm. that's how you can track mm-hmm. your best effort by, by definitely competing with yourself. But yeah, that was some good stuff there. I never really thought about the one-on-one training, especially for someone that's coming in that may have feel a certain way about their body and, and, and is not very comfortable going somewhere, but you, you know, have that person that will be able to, help you one-on-one and give you some instruction yeah or even like injuries past injuries or Mm -hmm. things like that that you know you have to work around Mm -hmm. you kind of want to make sure you're staying safe and to have somebody there one-on-one to watch you 
Absolutely. And put you through proper technique and moves that are going to, you know, not make it worse. Because a lot of times in, in group training, you know, there's not as much control. Mm. You know, you're kind of just – it really depends on the class and the trainer because I won't say that because, mm -hmm. like, with my group classes, I try to have – well, I, I've coached, you know, more than, like, 50, 60 people, but then I've done, like, 10, which mm -hmm. I prefer, like, a max of about 10 mm -hmm. if it's just me because I can still bring – kind of a one-on-one -on -one feel to that group. You know what I mean? And it's not too much going on to where I can still monitor and make sure everyone has good form. Yep. Yep. Nice. So are there any, like, do you use any apps with your clients or any fitness apps that you would recommend or stuff that you like personally? I think the main one would be my fitness pal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just as, and that, that's for the nutrition aspect. And this is solely if, you know, you're able to start tracking the things that you're eating. Mm -hmm. You know, so nutrition, like I said, is going to be a big part of your journey. You know, starting working out, if you haven't been, you're obviously going to get results. But after a while, you're going to need that nutrition to push you over the top. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Or to continue to see them and, and push through those plateaus. Mm -hmm. So my fitness pal is one that's definitely helped me. You know, whenever I dial it in and, and really get strict on my diet, I do that and start tracking exactly what's going in my body. And then it becomes easier to make changes mm. you know so you can see what is working what's not am i overeating maybe under eating which is very common as well mm -hmm. so it's just being able to look at it and have something there and it's very easy to use mm -hmm. okay all right i've been using i use that one never track anything but i got it <laughs> i ain't trying and, and that's the thing too see and this is what i what i mean by that as well like if you're willing to do that mm -hmm. you know it's it, not everybody wants to weigh their food or to even enter it in. You know what I mean? But it's not going to be easy if you want these results. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to put that effort in in multiple areas, you know, because like you said, you still got 23 hours in a day. Yep. And those are a lot of decisions to make that are either going to get you better or they're not. I can't remember who said it, but someone said, I love quoting people without knowing who it was, but they said, <laughs> what gets measured gets done. Yeah. And if you measure what you're, I, I've done the whole weighing my food thing before and it was a pain, but I'm the maximum, best results I ever had was when I was on a strict diet like that, counting macros, doing all stuff. Right, and that right. was what worked for me. I'm not saying that's best for everybody else, but when I was really dialed in, that was the best thing that I could have done for me. Well, I think too, with that, if you're going to track your food, you really only have to do it for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Like I recommend tracking just to be able to see it visually, mm -hmm. you know, and then you can have an idea of portion sizes that you should be eating, mm -hmm. you know? So if you can sacrifice that for, let's say two or three weeks, just to see various different meals that you eat and things, then you can move forward with that and just try and mimic that, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's all, this is all practical stuff. Uh, and, and I mean, I think this is, it's the little things, right? If you keep the little yeah. things together and keep the little things going, then they string together. And before you know it, it's been, you know, one week eating good turns into two, two turns to three, three turns into right. a month. And next thing you know, two months later. And, and and that's what it is too, you know, trying not to look too far ahead, mm -hmm. you know, don't get mad because you don't look like me in two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Look where you were at two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to focus on. Yeah. And then continue to celebrate those little wins, man. I think that's very huge to to celebrate those. So don't celebrate the win by going and eating a gallon of ice cream, though, right? Don't, don't nah, do that. nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> celebrate those wins by continuing to do what you're doing. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and keep you know, getting just, results. <laughs> hey man, I just lost ten pounds. Let me go get a pizza. I'm, I'm gonna crush this right. pizza real quick. Nah, nah. What healthy lifestyle tips do you have for the listeners today, if you have any? Yeah, uh, I think we've definitely touched touched on plenty of them. You mm-hmm. know, track your progress. Mm-hmm. I think your your greatest motivation is going to be from seeing, you know, where you were to where you are now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, I definitely recommend taking pictures, pictures of yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, you might not notice. It takes a while for you to notice. But then you look at a picture from a month ago and you're like, damn, that was me. Mm-hmm. You know, we tend to get be very hard on ourselves and critical. But oftentimes that's because we're looking too far ahead. Mm. Instead of, you know, focusing on the work we've put in and where we came from and just know that these, you know, you're going to continue to get better. That's 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 huge right there, bro. Like just taking, you know, taking a picture and then just, you know, taking those small incremental increases and just stringing them together. Like that's 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 golden right there. And on the other side as well, you know, it can show you that you got to do more. Yes. You know, so it's not always going to be better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, And that's where that trial and error comes in there into play Mm -hmm. it's like okay well you know i'm not better this month well let me look back at the month Mm -hmm. what did i do yeah i cut my cardio or or i I missed this many days Mm -hmm. or this many cheat days whatever it is you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah just tracking in general to be able to hold yourself accountable Yeah, absolutely. Love that. So as you know, this is the Minority Money Podcast where we're trying Mm -hmm. to change the complexion of wealth. With that, I wanted to jump into some of these questions I I asked all the listeners. What motivates you and inspires you to continue growing and learning? For me, I'd say my last name, honestly. Mm -hmm. And and I've really embraced that, especially, uh, you know, as as of late. And, you know, again, it is gains. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I established something that's just called gains mentality. And this is something that I use for myself. And then I started to, you know, preach to other people. But it's just basically the idea of doing something to get better, consistently trying to grow, making these gains in all aspects of life, not just fitness. Mm -hmm. You know, fitness might not even apply to you, but gains mentality can because you're trying to get better and you're trying to, you know, make progress in your life. I like that. I like that. How has your, your family supported you in this journey that you've been on? Oh, man, I come from a big family, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually the youngest of 10. Mm-hmm. So I've I've had a lot of support. I've been blessed that, you know, no matter what I did, I had somebody behind me, you know, encouraging me and pushing me to do more, you know. So, you know, when I stopped playing sports was a big thing for me. And, mm-hmm. and that's a tough transition. I was doing it for 15 years. I didn't really know what else I was going to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but my family has always been there. And I think it's very important to have those people behind you. And it, it it's not always blood relatives. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Your family can be just the people you're surrounded by daily. So just, you know, make sure you got a good circle behind you that can support you and push you as you're making these gains. Absolutely. If you could offer a piece of advice to our listeners, what would that advice be? Show up and put it in the work. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's going to come easy. So just make sure that you're, you know, you're strong enough to push through those errors. All right. You know, I think that was a big thing we talked about today was trial and error. Mm -hmm. Uh, Know that you're going to make mistakes and push through it. Love that. That's it. It's as simple as that. We're not looking for, we're looking for progress, right? Not perfection. We're looking for progress, not perfection. There we go. So 
if people want to get more from John Gaines, where can they find you at? Where can they get your social at? Where, 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 where are you active at? Definitely. My main platform that I use is going to be Instagram and that is Gaines by Gaines. Mm-hmm. So uh, Gaines and then by, and my last name has an E in it. So it's Gaines by Gaines. Okay. So it's Gaines right. by Gaines, ES at the end of that, not just S Correct. on the Gaines. Yeah. Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me or, you know, through my email, which is Gaines by Gaines at gmail.com. I do try to stay very active. You know, 2020, I will be a little more active on Twitter, get back on there. I haven't really been in years, but, you know, just to try and get put more content out and just, you know, be more of an influence and, and, you know, share my knowledge and my journey as well to just to inspire more people. Absolutely. Well, you heard it here. This is the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly. We were joined today by John Gaines. Thank you so much for coming on. We are changing the complexion of wealth and 2020 is going to be your year. Until next time. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to on now. And give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and to be supported by others just like you. And again, we're super happy to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it cannot be completely your one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But guess what? If you have any questions, or maybe you just like to chat, please reach out to me directly at emlin at minoritymoney.com so that we can get to know each other there. Thanks for being here, and we're signing off.